This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Take your cake, take your cake, double hate. Loathe entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Life is cruel. I don't give a what the deal was. The deal is now changed. Either you stay or you go. It's up to you. End of discussion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to YLS. This is the first of our four-part top 40 for the top 40 animated movies. Uh, I've got a passionate panel, an interesting panel. Things are going to color panel. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you get. He said a colored panel. <laughs> Not touching that. Okay. Well, uh, yes, we've got we've got a follow Yama Paul. Uh, are you excited for this episode? I'm honestly still. I was stoked. I've been. I mean, I've been pestering Boatman and Coho and Cody about this this episode for like the last four months or something. So I mean, this was like honestly the the series I was most excited for, even more than Top 100. Um, I really love animated movies, and I think to be able to talk about them is just really exciting. And like some ones that people maybe haven't heard of or, or aren't aware of, and some classic favorites. So um, like to mix it up. But I mean, I'm stoked, and I think it's a really interesting panel. This is gonna be a weird list between the four of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that. Uh, Koho was supposed to host this originally, and then he kind of passed it off to me. And because I wanted to be on it when I thought Koho was hosting, and I had like my top 40 ready. And now that has completely changed because I've had to watch some other movies. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Chance, you are also here, Chance Ellison. Yes. Uh, also here. That, that That's your descriptor, Chance Ellison. <laughs> yes, I am, in fact, also here. Yes, uh, my, my, my year, my year books program was all almost here. <laughs> almost, almost here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm excited to have you on this episode. I think you've got some oh, interesting yeah. takes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I've been on the show multiple times saying how much I love animation. I've been on, and you know, everyone's saying how much I love animation. It is one of my favorite mediums of film, uh, just because they so much I'll get into like later in the show. But yeah, no, this is mm -hmm. a great. This is a fun list to make. I'm excited to talk about these picks. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that just kind of goes, not, besides Nazario, you three aren't necessarily the ones I think of when I think of, like, animated movies in terms of this community. Not that, it, like, you're not, but, like, Nazario, I absolutely associate with, like, animated movies. Refugee, not really, but I think that's what's going to make it interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, none of the rest of them have kids. None of us have kids. <laughs> that's fair. <That's, yeah. laughs> And none of you are kids. Like, like we associate Coho and Holson with animated. Someone, <laughs> someone argue the politics. That's <laughs> fair, fair, relatively. Uh, Mark, I, I'm always interested in your film taste because you, you are the big chill. You have a really good poker face, and I can rarely like gauge your opinion. Sometimes you really surprise me, like when you love Five Hundred Days of Summer. Like, that was, like, one of the happiest moments of my life. And then Cody just came and took crap on it, and then I got sad again. Uh, but how, I, how do you think you're going to do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I mainly wanted to come on here just because I've, I felt like my list would be really fun to talk about. 
especially after diving into some not like really super like not like really particular like anime feels like i mean I, I always liked anime as a kid obviously i think we all did but you know i i just thought my, my i wasn't whenever i made it initially i did not intend to make a hot takey list and i think I ended up making one by mistake, so we'll see how it goes. Oh boy! Speaking of hot takes, uh, Nazario uh, never one to shy away from uh, his opinion. You're probably the one most associated with animated movies here, uh, so that means if your list isn't the absolute best, uh, then it's awful. So what are we doing here? Yeah, I have. Uh, our my previous experience with the top 100, where I realized uh, I have taste that no no many people share. So I expect about the same reaction for this. I mean, I do watch a lot of animated movies. I have watched a bunch of movies that other people haven't watched. That just means I am broad. I have experience. Doesn't mean I share tastes. That's fair. But, so. Buy our shit! Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, we'll get started. Uh, we're going to, tonight, we'll be going through uh, Top 31. If you have a yikes for this episode, yikes for this episode. If you have a yikes past your 31 spot, then yikes for later. Uh, we're going to go Paul, Chance, Mark, then Nazario. Uh, we're going to get started with your 40 through 38 uh, so, Paul, get us started with your 40 through 38. All right. Uh, my number 40 is Mary and Max. Uh, my number 39 is Loving Vincent. And my number 38 is Mirai. So, uh, Mary and Max, this is Adam Elliott's independently produced and, and financed and created animated film starring Philip Seymour Hoffman um, as this old man who befriends a young girl and their pen pals. And it's this really... Um, melancholic, but also beautiful um, and funny um, animated film that's like, I mean, it, it, I just think it has a lot of different in interesting levels to it, and it really burrows into your soul. Um, I think it's really a fascinating, fascinating movie. Um, Loving Vincent, my number 39, is to me one of the most beautifully animated films ever made. I think like it, um, you know, it's about Vincent Van Gogh, and it mimics his sort of, um, his style of art. Um, and I think it, even besides that, it is a, an engaging mystery kind of to itself. But I think like specifically the animation is just so unique and special. And it's the first ever painted animated movie to ever be made. And I think it's like visually like just an absolute feast for the eyes. Um, and then my number 38, Mirai. This is from one of my favorite filmmakers, period. Not even just an animation, Mamoru Hosoda. And it's about a young child who um, gets a younger sister in his family and is no longer the kind of object of his parents' affection. And it's him dealing with this new fact and... Um, he goes through the spiritual and sometimes fantastical journey, meeting other people at different phases of their lives. It blends kind of reality. Um, and I think it's just a really beautifully told story that's really from the heart of a child. And you really feel like it's be almost made by a kid. Um, and it has that kind of purity to it. And I think it's really beautiful and gorgeous. And yeah, one of my favorite animated movies. So those are, those are my uh, bottom three. Yeah. Uh, so Mary and Max, uh, you're 40. Uh, I watched this one today. And... The first half hour, I kind of hated. I I feel like the ex there was a lot of excessive narration, in it, and that was kind of my biggest problem. This movie relies a little too heavily on uh, the narration. I'm not talking about the letters. The actual like letters are great, but just kind of the omniscient narration from mm -hmm. the that perspective 
that didn't quite work for me. I got a little bored at that because it was basically just somebody talking at, at me is what it felt like instead of characters revealing themselves. So that was off. But then once the film actually started going, I kind of came around to it. So solid. I'll, I'll give you a pass, especially because it's your 40. Uh, 39. Loving Vincent was a, I was one of the few people that saw Loving Vincent in you know, theater. And uh, I, the film, I will, I'll give you, film looks beautiful. I didn't quite get into the actual story of it all. I felt like the actual like meat of the film was kind of boring. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you, film itself looks gorgeous. I get why it was nominated, because it, it looks like a Van Gogh painting. Uh, so absolutely beautiful. Just didn't quite love the actual plot. Um, and then 38 Mirai. I also just watched Mirai. Uh, and this was weird and interesting. And I think I liked it, question mark. Because I think it was what this is one of those rare movies where I almost feel like not knowing anything about it going in almost hindered me a little bit because I went in completely blind and got very lost halfway through. Because uh, this is definitely one of those films that like blurs the line between like what is happening in the actual reality and like is this all in this kid's head? And I got a little confused there. Uh, but there are some really great moments. It's it's a very short moment, but uh, the person he meets with at the train station before mm -hmm. he goes to the train, that tiny moment I loved. Um, and uh, the stuff with the sister, I thought there were a lot of really great moments in. I think this is one of those films I want to give a second shot to now that I actually know what's happening. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we will go to Chance for your 40 through 38. Okay, I'm counting on the edge of my 40, and my 40 is Tower. Oh, wow. I'm even wow, for me, Paul. I'm impressed. Um, number 39 is South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. And my 38 is the Lego movie. Yikes. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tower. Uh, this is actually one I discovered I watched because of this show. I think Paul, but Paul just brought it up to me. Uh, so, yeah, basically... Uh, rotoscope style documentary about a time where a sniper basically held UC hostage. I'm a, te I'm a Texas native, so like this is one that I actually I was, I was familiar with the story, but I never seen this movie. And I think that this is a type of animated film I don't see very often. I mean, I've seen rotoscope animation films and tons of stuff, but uh, to tell it, like to put it in this medium, it's not really a story this like horrific. I think actually helps kind of like bring home the point of the film more. In a way, it's more accessible while also making it more horrifying. Seeing like these animated people get like brutally like shot and killed, and yeah, uh, bring the bring the paranoia of it uh, to like a lot of light. And also, it also makes you see this event in an in a, in a new format. It's a it's a really solid film. Only reason it's lower on my list is because well, I do think it's great. Um, I documentaries aren't uh, really my thing. I'm more, more of a narrative feature guy. So, but I do want to throw some of the tower because I do think this is an excellent film. And uh, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. Uh, <laughs> this is comes from me being a huge, massive, massive South Park fan. I think I think the show was fantastic, and I remember like there was one summer where when it was on Netflix, I like binged through the whole show. I'm like, oh, there's a movie in this. I need to watch it. And yeah, I, I really liked it a lot then. But like as I got older, I see like it had a lot to say about you know censorship and you know just uh, how you know just the, the idea of what like vulgarity 
and being basically being like a satire of like the political climate at the time. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's brilliant. I think the songs are, I think the songs are all awesome. Uh, I think it's incredibly rewatchable. <laughs> and yeah, it's a movie that it's it's simplistic in its approach. It's very short. I think it's the, I don't even think it's like a full hundred minutes. But yeah, uh, still, I always have a good time when I turn on South Park during Long Island Cut. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just say right now, I did not get a chance to get to your 40, uh, just because it was the lowest on your list. Yeah, no, no, not A little right. bit out of time. I started watching it and thought, this is way too heavy to watch while I am eating. <laughs> so I was like, nah. You, you, you get that exact same issue for Station. Look what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you, you basically you, you get a pass on that, uh, but I maybe I would I probably would like it. I should give this an actual watch at some point. Uh, you're 39. I am not a South Park fan. I I'm not the biggest fan of the show. That being said, I really like South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. Really? I really like the movie. For some, I find the show. It's very hit or miss. There are some episodes I really like of the show, okay. but I don't love the show. I that type of humor usually doesn't really work for me. I'm not really into shock value humor, but I think that the movie toes the line in like the weirdest way possible that really works. And I think it is partially because the movie is like this parody of Disney musicals in a sense. Like you've got the opening which feels very much reminiscent of hell you've got uh satan has the i want song which is amazing yeah. uh and then you've got the lame is parody in the middle with law resistance basically being a parody of one day more which is amazing it's my favorite song in the movie uh i think that kind of just goes to what the 90s did which was they in order to be smart they had to be stupid they had to kind of sneak in the the intelligent messages into kind of these dumber movies. Uh, like Wayne's World is kind of similar in that regard, where I think that's a movie that is much smarter than it looks. Uh, but I, this is a good pick, solid pick. Uh, Mark, you're 43 for me. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, my number 40 is Transformers the movie. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> My 39 is Recess School's Out. <laughs> and my 38 wow. is the Peanuts movie. <laughs> yikes. Oh, really? Big, big oh, yikes fuck, for later. Fuck, fucking awesome. I love that. All right. Mark, I love you. Now, now let's get started on the real classic Transformers the movie. Like, th this movie kind of halfway does. Like, it, it halfway kind of represents also G.I. Joe the movie. I ended up going with this one because it's theatrically released. Uh, I have two old, two way older brothers. They grew up with all this. And by that, like, I watched this movie a ton of times. And, like, I, I have a weird appreciation for this movie, mainly because of how just batshit crazy that it is. And that we're 15 minutes in, and we're, like, capping main characters like just a bunch of main characters just getting killed like in the first 20 minutes and like you don't really know why and then we're with like the b-team crew and we're trying to kill unicron and then there's this planet with trash people like fucking autobots like it, it's it is a weird fucking movie and 
like it's one that I kind of enjoy going back to just from time to time, and and it's is one that's been in my life for a really long time. Um, you and, got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Thirty nine. Uh, Risa schools out, which is um. I mean, th this kind of culminates into probably, I think, a theme, at least for this week, uh, at least my list. I'm just, like, I wanted to try to put put together, like, a lot of the funner movies that, like, I, I just I just have a lot of fun seeing. I've just seen a ton. Recess School's outfits that built 100%. I mean, who who of us, when we were 10 years old, didn't think adults are trying to ruin our lives and destroy summer vacation? Like, we obviously all thought that at some point. And, I mean... And it's just like, and, and watching it again today, like it's just weird and it's silly and it's just, it's about as kid as it gets. Like, I mean, they're fighting adults with water balloons and shaking up soda cans. It's just, it, it is, it is really weird. And you know what? Anytime you get James Woods to do a villain voice, I mean, come on, it's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so on your 40. You are so lucky I did not have time to watch this. You are, you are so lucky. Uh, I, I, because it was your 40, and because I have never watched an episode of the Transformers cartoon, this was my lowest priority to watch. Because uh, I knew oh, I was going to have a bad time. So I just didn't put myself through that. So you are, you are lucky in that regard. Uh, we'll You're lucky you in that regard, I think. I feel like you would I, enjoy I, the I first 20 minutes. I'll say that. I feel yeah. like you would enjoy the first 20 minutes. First 20 minutes is pretty solid. Sure. Uh, 39, uh, Recess School's out. Recess is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I love Recess. I, I love that whole cast of characters. I grew up watching Recess, like reruns of Recess on, uh, at that point, uh, they were on like the ABC kids block and on Saturday mornings and they played the reruns on Disney channel all the time. Uh, I think it's one of like the most inventive cartoon shows ever because it just takes those things that kids think of at recess and the actual things that like happen at recess. And let's just make them these gigantic things uh probably my favorite episode is the the ratings game episode where the the ashley's give everyone their their numbers uh that that's hilarious uh but schools out goes a even crazier and yeah it's it's very fun james woods is such a good villain in this uh he's very funny uh just like with how obsessed he is, and you see the flashback of him and like as an idealistic teacher, <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, this is is this like an incredible movie? No, is this a fun little movie? Perfect for like the 39 spot. If you add it any higher, like anything past 38, I'd say you're crazy. This is fair. Uh, Mario, we'll go to you. Uh, okay. Hearing that, I have I don't have no idea where I'm gonna place on this. So <laughs> let's go. Number forty is the one movie that I actually changed from when I originally did this list last year. Uh, it took out the Dark Crystal, but it is Ooh, thank the God. Mitchells versus the Machine. Hey. Uh, yikes! To a later episode. I'm like, yeah, hey, Dark Crystal's great. Fuck off, ball. But okay. 
My 39, it's a Moana. Is that the X? Hold on. And my 38 is Monster House. Okay. You're clean. So nobody has Moana, right? No. No. Moana is a, is a movie that I did not see coming. Uh, Moana was released the same year as Zootopia, the movie that took like all the hype and all the all the Disney things that year. But Calm down, Paul. They, Calm down. This they, <laughs> they dropped this movie basically at, by the tail end of the year. And I honestly didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if they just wanted to release a princess movie for the end of the year to have something marketable for Christmas. But it, it surprised me because I think uh, it's a movie that is a lot more subtle in its message than other Disney movies were done at that at the time. And even with The Rock uh, trying his best to steal the spotlight, I think the, the story shines through. I like the, the way it touches with the, the spirit of wanting to be free, wanting to travel, wanting to, to do new things. And how she grows up as long as the movie goes along and, and becomes what she was destined to be. Some people complain about the ending and how Disney doesn't do real villains anymore. But I actually think for this particular case, I really enjoyed the, the twist and the message that they give you in the end. Uh, for 38, Monster House. Yes. Uh, this movie was written by Darren Harmon from Rick and Morty. Uh, I found that that today, which is insane because I really like this movie. Uh, I always was the kid who enjoyed the, the things that are a little more scary than kids get these days. And I feel that this 2006 movie was kind of a back form to that. Like, it's a movie that it basically tells a horror story, but it's made for kids. And I have kind of test, having shown it to my kid, that kids do enjoy being a little scared. Uh, the animation hasn't grown up as, as, as good as I expected. Because honestly, everything from this period was very crudely CGI animated still. Like, it wasn't to the point that it isn't noticeable anymore. And I think they used kind of the, that technology where they were tracing people's faces partly for this movie, which is very, very hit and miss. But the movie's funny. Uh, it's scary. The twist of what happens in the to the, the house next door and how the kids get scared by it and the adults don't believe them, what's, what's happening, it turns out to be a really that what is happening it's pretty brilliant and it has some jokes that to this day make me make me laugh like the uvula and you know it's, it's a very fun scary little movie honestly the amazing thing is that they put that in the trailers that is yep. the most amazing thing but we'll we'll get back over to your 40 or not your 40 that was a yikes your your 39 or was his 40 yikes no, no, yeah, what it was. Yes, it was. Okay, you're 39. How does this show work? Uh, 39, Moana. I, there, there are people who love Moana. I am one of the people who likes Moana. I think Moana is a solid movie, fantastic soundtrack, except for Shiny. Uh, I don't <laughs> love like the last 20 minutes. Their main plan is fun. Okay, Shine. Everyone agrees. Tomatoma, Tomatoa is the worst thing about that movie. Like, but anyway, uh, Moana is a solid movie. It doesn't rank super highly in terms of the Disney princess like movies for me, but this is it's solid. It, this is this range is about the right way for it. So, 
I'll give you a pass. Uh, 38 uh, Monster House. It's Dan Harmon's writing, but even then, this isn't the sharp Dan Harmon that would go on to do Community and, and Rick and Morty. This still feels like he's... I, I mean, he co-wrote this with someone else. It wasn't just him. Yeah. And, like, it kind of shows it still has that kind of clunky 2000s kids movie feel. I love a lot of 2000s kids movies. This was never one of my favorites as a kid. And going back to it, it's fine. This it, Over Moana feels kind of crazy. Um, but we'll, we'll see what else you don't have that you decided Monster House really needed to be on the list. Uh, but hey, eh, it's not awful. It is. So now, it's where we get into the meat and potatoes of everything. Now you get to talk about how terrible everyone else's opinions are. Uh, so we're going to start off with your 37 through 34, Paul. Uh, by the way, the worst song in uh, Moana is the version of Your Welcome that Lin-Manuel Miranda does in closing credits. It's uh, an atrocity. Uh, anyway, um, my, my number okay. 37 is uh, is Wolf Walkers. Um, so yeah, so this is Tom Moore. Um, it's an Irish movie from Cartoon Saloon. And it's this really beautiful story about this, this girl um, who moves to a new town with her father um, and then has a friend in the woods and, and, and sort of, you know, that changes her life and her outlook on, um, on nature and, and their relationship. And I just think this is such a beautifully told movie that the music I think is incredible, especially the rendition of Running with the Wolves. That scene is so beautiful. Um, and I watched Tom Moore's other movies in preparation for this list, but I think this is still my favorite. Um, it's got so much imagination and I just think that the art style is so um, specifically gorgeous and the way it's very, this kind of painterly um, approach, I think is just so well done. I, I love Sean Bean as the father. He gives a great vo voice performance, I think. Um, and I just think overall, it's such a gorgeous movie that I think really kind of went under the radar because it's on Apple TV plus. So a lot of people just haven't seen it, honestly. Um, but it is like really like warm um, and thoughtful. And I think it, it just is, is top to bottom has so many different elements that I think are, are really wonderful. Um, and I'd recommend this to anybody. I know, you know, find Zach Ford singing this, this song at a store near you anytime it gets mentioned. Um, but this, this movie is just an absolute delight. And if you haven't seen it, like just do like the free trial or something, cause it's totally worth it. Like this movie uh, rules. Yeah. Wolfwalkers. Much like everyone else. I don't have Apple TV. So this is one I did not see. Uh, this is the last one uh, of tonight that I did not see. Uh, I There were a lot of movies on this list that I had not seen before. It wasn't just you. I will say it was not just you. Um, but you were the most. <laughs> Anyone else see uh, Wolf Walkers? I've seen it. And yeah, no, I, I do agree with a lot of what Paul said. This, this, one, this one's excellent. Uh, it's one of my favorites of last year. Uh, I there is a Tom uh, Tom Moore movie I have above this or higher than this. It's, this nearly met my list. It was very close, uh, but and it, in reality, if I go like you know a few years down the line, this probably could make my top forty. I just think that uh, from going with recency, I think there are films that hit me harder uh, in the last couple of years that I. Wolf Walkers just didn't. I think it's an excellent, excellent film. Sean Bean says Lord Commander a little too many times. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> yeah. He says that a little too many times. Like a bad flashback to Game of Thrones. 
but yeah, no, this film's excellent. It's a great pick, and this is a really great spot for it. If, if yeah. you haven't seen it, please go get Apple TV Plus because they actually do have a lot of good stuff on there. I use my Apple TV Plus free trial to watch On the Rocks and Judas and the Black Messiah, and I didn't watch this. That was, a few, that was an Apple Plus? Was that Apple Plus? I don't remember. That's HBO yeah, Max. But, yeah. okay. Okay. On the Rocks was. On the Rocks was. On the Rocks was. Okay, cool. Uh, Mark Nazari, did either of you see this one? No. Just uh, I'm fixing that right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We'll get to Paul's 36. Uh, so my number 36 uh, is uh, not salt. It's not pepper. Uh, it is paprika. Oh, everyone's favorite Blue's Clues character. It, it, um, this it, is a great, a terrific, bio, a terrific biopic about everyone's favorite Blue's Clues character. No. Um, so this is a film from Satoshi Kon, the like visionary Japanese filmmaker. Um, and it's about the psychiatrist um, who goes into people's dreams to try to unlock the secrets of, sort of their past and their future and where their mind's at. And the device that is, is used to access these dreams gets stolen. And so people have to go on a hunt to try and find what's happening. Why is the device stolen? What's happening with it? Um, and this is just one of the most wild and insane animated movies that you'll ever see. Um, I mean, it very somewhat famously, this is the movie that vi like really inspired the visual approach that Chris Nolan took with Inception. Um, and I think it's got so many great and amazing ideas that are kind of hard to follow. You again, this is another movie where you really don't know what's real and what's fake. Like people come out of a dream and then they're in another dream, and it's like really complicated. Um, but I think it's so beautiful and all the different um, the different ideas that are really interesting. I think as far as like what people um, really believe and what they really um, you know, seek after that they're not willing to admit when they're awake and what they dream about. And the idea of sharing dreams with someone is this really intimate sort of act. Um, and it gets really horrifying at parts. Um, this is definitely like not a, an animated movie for kids, um, but I think it's fascinating. And um, is it really a collection of, of strange and, and beautiful um, little moments that I think come together really well. Um, I think I like the first half a little more than the second half, although the very end I really, really like a lot. Um, but yeah, this is a movie that like is just, it's pretty wild. Um, all his movies are, are great, and I'd recommend this to, to a lot of people. But yeah, it's on Criterion Channel if anybody's got that. Um, but yeah, Paprika, it's a great, great movie. Yeah, uh, I was very excited uh, for Paprika because I had heard about the Inception connection, uh, and I think the film is incredibly well made and it's really well done. I had a very hard time following it, uh, which is kind of the point. Like, I, I'm that's not a knock really against the movie per se, because that's what the the movie's very much trying to be this kind of complicated, very much what is actually happening here. And, and like the dream sequences are fantastic beautiful looking a lot of them and the ones that uh kind of go through a bunch of old movies like there's a little i want to say it's a from russia with love reference but i'm not sure uh in there at the beginning um when they're on the train uh just for like a few seconds uh but i just it's it's one of those movies uh similar to another film by this director i appreciate it more than i necessarily actually enjoyed it uh, but it was it was very good and very well made. Uh, anyone else here seen pa Paprika? People know anime is not my forte, but I, have, I saw this one after like all the like, hey yo, Inception was inspired by this movie. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And yeah, I felt like I, like, I did watch Primer, Primer for the first time. Like I felt like I had to go look at the chalkboard and try and like figure this out as I'm watching it. And no, I mean it, it's good. The animation is great. It's got like I love the visual style of it. I feel like it's a movie I could love. If I like come home and drive, like I could love it. 
if I ever figure it out. I'm still trying. <laughs> I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> but, no, yeah, uh, solid pick. Zara, you'd love this, I think, if you haven't seen it. I have seen it. I okay. saw it when I was 25 years old, and I have never watched it again. <laughs> uh, I remember clearly enjoying uh, very much the visual parts. Uh, I love the part when, like, there's, like, the inception, I, the inception in inspiration is clear. There's literally a scene in a corridor where the corridor disappears and the guy's running through it, right? <laughs> yeah. If I'm thinking right. And uh, I also remember thinking that it was particular that they called the device the DC Mini uh, because by that time I had like a this man Mini. I was, it was weird, but yes, I same issue. I remember the visuals. I remember a lot of the impressions of of the images that I got, but the plot was kind of all over the place. And I have seen other movies that do the dreamlike thing a little better. I think. Which is maybe why this one hasn't stuck with me. But I mean, it's, it's been long enough. I'll I'll give it a rewatch and see if it maybe makes more that, sense. Yeah, that's a long time to say that you don't. <laughs> but no, uh, we we will. Mark, have you seen it? Uh, because of the Inception tie, and I've I've wanted to for a while, but I haven't. Maybe someday. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Paul, you were thirty-five. Yeah, my thirty-five is a movie called Ride Your Wave. Um, this is a movie from one of my favorite anime filmmakers named Masaki Yuasa. He makes a lot of interesting um, movies. He made this movie called The Night is a Long Walk-On Girl that I also really love, or The Night is Short Walk-On Girl. Um, but this is a movie about um, this woman who moves to this town, um, and she's a surfer, and she befriends this man who is a firefighter who saves her life. Um, and then it's about their relationship and kind of the um, the evolution of that and how it changes her life. And it's um, one of the, to me, one of the most poetic and beautiful movies about grief and about how... Um, different people deal with it in different ways. Um, it's got a song I'm sure Boatman will mention that will definitely get stuck in your head. I will <laughs> bet my entire life savings on it. Um, I think I love the kind of like very free flowing style of his animation. This is on HBO Max, by the way. So if you have that, you can um, check it out. But um, it's got like a really cool free flowingness to the animation. I think that's really gorgeous. But I think like the main themes are what make it um, really strong. I love the sequence at the end where they're at the tower and they have to kind of surf down. I think that's like a really gorgeous um, sequence in particular. But I think it's like this really bright, beautiful, um, pleasant kind of thing that also, you know, it's, it's got some sadness to it too, but I think it, it reaches different emotional levels in a really satisfying way. Um, and it's a, a movie I'm sure like a lot of people have not seen, but, um, it was a, one of my top 10 favorite movies. I mean, it kind of wide released in 2020, but, um, I saw this in a theater and everything. And I think that experience really made it special, um, for me, but, um, yeah, Ride Your Wave is a movie I, I really love and I, I'd really recommend it's kind of under, one under the radar one I'd recommend to people to check out. Yeah. Uh, I had vaguely heard you mention this movie, and I knew it was about surfing or was surfing adjacent. And that was all I knew going in. This movie's fantastic. Uh, really great. Uh, the way the song uh, <laughs> story, I had to mention it. It's one of the best things in the movie. It's super yeah. catchy. Uh, and the way that it keeps coming back and waving and weaving in and out of the story is really great and really creative. Uh, and there is a shift that happens halfway through the movie. I won't say what that shift is, but I was like, okay, this is like a solid movie. And then when that shift happened, oh, okay, that's where we're going with this. And to me, that's when the movie went from good to great. Um, and I think it 
really tackles a lot of complicated topics in there. Uh, but I just love the the two main characters. There, it is actually very difficult, I think, to get actual like chemistry on film, especially with two animated characters, because typically the actors aren't in the same room together. Uh, but they do it really well here. You really like both these characters and you want them to be together, uh, which I think is a really difficult task to do. Uh, has anyone else here uh, had the privilege of checking out Ride Your Wave? I have not. Again, anime, not my forte. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so uh, Paul just getting getting the most popular movies out. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole point of me, of me, oh, me yeah. being on this list. Oh, I, I know, I know. You you deliberately don't have certain movies on your list sometimes because you're like, well, people will bring those up, which annoys I mean, me. am I wrong? Am I wrong? Um, I still get to talk about them. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of that, I, I will say, I'm sure my number 34, uh, maybe it won't be X. I think it'll be X. So my number 34 um, is The Iron Giant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, throw throw that episode into the. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're gonna get to chance. Okay, Uh, I know I've been saying anime is not my forte, but this is one I've seen. I'm expecting the actual. It's your name. Uh, That is a yikes to a later episode. That's what I think. Well, okay. Something else. Something else could be a yikes is uh, Anomalisa, my number thirty-six. That's a yikes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Thirty-five. If I go four for four, that's gonna be astounding. Uh, Thirty-five. Thirty-five is my number Totoro. Yeah, keep going, Jackson. Okay, that's gonna, <laughs> just gonna move along. If I get yaks on this, be fucking shocked. Uh, my number thirty-four is Watership Down. Jesus okay. So I have like a weird relationship with this movie. Uh, I originally I watched this because The Velveteen Rabbit was one of my favorite books when I was younger, and I thought this movie was based on that book. I was like six years old, and I'm just like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> um, but yeah, again, seeing this is basically it's a simple story. It's basically about a bunch of rabbits who are just they they know that their their dad is about to get like they're about to get like they're about to get fucked over. So like okay, you know what? You know, we're just gonna find somewhere else, and that's basically the plot. Is them trying to find a new place to live. They encounter this like evil cult of rabbits. It's again, it's this movie is, is dark. It's crazy. It's violent. It's bloody. Like it's not a movie for young for like young young kids. Um, but I don't know. There's nothing about this. I I, I, I love like the stylistic approach to it. I love the use of shadows. I love the use of tone. Uh, I think it. I think John Hurt the main uh, rabbit in the film. I think anything he touches is gold. And yeah, I think it's, I, honestly, I really do jive with uh, the story of the story that I, I love the kind of we're going to say the, the mythos that they craft because they have, they have the whole thing where like how, like rabbits, why rabbits are the way that they are. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole big part of the story. It's the whole thing about afterlife, about how finding a new, finding a new place to live and about how you can only take your family so far. So yeah, I, I know this is like an uncommon pick, but I, I really do love this movie. <laughs> So I was really, well, first 10 minutes of this movie, I was like, okay, this is like a really interesting concept. I'm into this. Like, I knew the film was was violent. I was ready for that. And then it's just Bambi with a little bit of extra gore. Like, this film is really, I was, I the thing that I heard about this movie is that it was like very dark. I found this movie just kind of boring, to be honest. Like, the the, the gore is like, 
shocking. But then once the gore fades, like I don't care about these characters. John Hurt's good, but I don't. He doesn't have a personality. Like I don't think any of these characters are all that interesting. Uh, the only one I liked was Fiverr. I liked Fiverr. Fiverr is a good. good that was great. I, 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 I like Bigwig. I mean, like Big and Impulsive and having to get over I did, that. I did not care about Bigwig. Fiverr was the only only one who made any sense. Just um, Fiverr. Hashtag justice for Fiverr. Let's let's get that trending. Um, <laughs> but no, I no. This film's not great. It's it's not bad. It is absolutely fine, but take out the gore and all the crap people give the Bambi. People would give this movie like it's it's very much atmosphere, and I don't think it has like it looks much drearier, and that's the point. But like, I don't like the animation as much, which is like the main thing that I like about Bambi. So I just I find this movie pretty boring. Uh, yeah. Anyone else here seen Watership Down? Yeah, I, I feel like just Bambi with gore and just a bunch of rabbits are two ways I would not use to describe this movie. Um, yes. But you guys just did it, I guess. Is that, um, is that, is that I what I said? I mean, say that. I said I saw this movie when I was a kid, and honestly, like, I just think it was like pretty dark to watch as like a twelve-year-old. Um, I honestly have not watched it since then, so I have no idea how it's really like. I remember it just like being kind of interesting, um, but no, I couldn't really tell you anything. No, super don't, don't correct me then on how I want to describe the movie. I watched <laughs> it's it's not the worst uh, John Hurt 1978 animated film. I'll say that, um, but you know, oh, it's all right. Accurate. It's all right. It's all right. That's, I also I also have seen this movie, and I actually love this movie. Uh, Boldman can vouch that this was very close to making my top 40 because I sent him a picture of 43, 44 something. You're lucky. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was there. Uh, I actually really love the concept uh, of watching the, the lives of the of the wild rabbits from their point of view and how some things that you may think are like everyday things or cute things that happen in the forest are, are horrifying in their eyes. Uh, honestly, I, I have been wanting to rewatch this. I know they made a mini series for Netflix, but uh, which I, I did watch. I watched that as well. Yeah, is it good? Um, I think the CGI animation detracts from a lot of what I like about the original. But did anyone have it on their list? I don't think so. Let's get back to the seventy-eight <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Damn. Okay. Fine. Cracking. Cracking the whip. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, master. Let's go. Fine. <laughs> That's what you get for getting a quarter pack. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I have not seen it. I've read the book, and the book was fucking awesome. And from hearing Chance talk about it, it sounds like it's a pretty faithful adaptation. I, I will definitely check it out sometime soon. It's, it's, it's not an Max, I think. So if you haven't seen it, I would, I would drag my checking it out. Oh, yeah. For, maybe tonight. Yeah. Mark, save me. <laughs> Oof, I don't know if I'll do that, but let's see. What are you, Amy Mann? Sorry, go ahead. Oof, I cannot wait to see the reaction on this. My 37 is The Cat Returns. Jesus. God damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I got to tell you, whenever I watched like, all the Ghibli movies uh, somewhat recently, um, I gravitated to some some of the weirder fucking Ghibli movies, and I, I don't know, man, there's something about this fucking movie, 
I, I just come to really enjoy. Like, and I think probably the thing I like about it most is that it takes what was fairly like a, like a somewhat regular kind of concept in a movie that I'm pretty sure will be brought up later and just turn it <laughs> just really and just like the craziest concept ever that, you know, oh, that uh, this glass figurine of a cat comes to life and he helps solve mysteries and there's this cat kingdom and there. And, you know, the, this this chick is being chased around by all these cats. They're giving her, like, catnip and, like, fucking, like, lacrosse sticks. I mean, like, it's just, it's the weirdest fucking movie ever. And I kind of love it because it's just the weirdest fucking movie ever. And I think, you know, people talk about Ghibli a lot just because, like, they're really creative. And, and, like, The Cat Returns, I think, in a lot of ways, is, like, one of Ghibli's more creative movies. Just because that movie just goes, like, is just balls to the wall insanity. So, I was familiar with this movie, and I had been wanting to watch it. Um, I had heard different things from different people. Uh, Cameron Holzman, I know, loves this movie. He is giant fan of this movie. This is, like, I think in his top five Ghibli, maybe top ten. I don't know. Um, but I also know people hate this movie, like Cody Newberry, but also <laughs> Cody was never going to like a movie. Like, Cody, I don't think, like, spared it away. So, like, We'll, we'll discount his opinion here. Um, sorry, Cody. I don't care. Um, but this was thoroughly okay. Was it bad? No. It was perfectly average. Uh, there was nothing that I found spectacular at all. Uh, I think the, the voice cast is all fine. And Hathaway's doing a decent job. Gary Elway's is basically just playing Wesley but at Pat. Um, you've got uh, Tim Tim Curry, I will say, is probably the most entertaining thing about this movie, as the cat can even though he's barely in it. Um, this film just goes in a lot of weird directions, uh, but it's not like... Like, there are some Ghibli movies that do weird things. Like, Ponyo is a movie that a lot of people hate, and... Ponyo, is Ponyo amazing? No. Is Ponyo at the very least visually interesting and really creative? Absolutely. I don't get that with The Cat Returns. This movie looks fine. It never goes fully crazy. It always kind of exists in this middle realm. It's not bad, but it is not fantastic. Uh, 37's a bit high. I don't think this really belongs on the top four. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, everyone else, thoughts on the cat returns? I've seen either this or Whisper of the Heart. I can't remember which is which. Oh my god. Need for movie trivia? I do, but we don't ask about this stuff like this and also I just haven't revisited Ghibli in a while. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to speak about this movie. Um, I, this is like my second least favorite Studio Ghibli movie. It's I, like Guy Ruth Boatman. It's not bad. It's just so mid. Um, I also like the idea of this is like one of the most creative Ghibli movies is like an insane um, statement to me. Like, I just don't like I don't know where that even comes from. Um, also, Boatman outing himself as a, a dub uh, classless um, hooligan um, who only watches the dubs. Uh, the the I'm just kidding. Max. 
they, they also, they also had the they, they have the sub anyway um i'm not I gonna get into it. <laughs> I, I didn't know that but also i, uh, I like no, the dumb. I mean, they have they... Anne hathaway in. Loud noises! <laughs> are you telling me you're too good for wesley crusher in some ways, for Wesley yes, Crusher, maybe. Um, but no, I mean, this, this again, this movie's like okay, it's like kind of charming. I think it's like a very like six out of ten. That's a gentleman six, I think, if any, if nothing else. Um, yeah, there's just way better Ghibli movies and other movies out there, I think. So, yeah, that's it. I've also seen this movie, it's better than Cats, but it's. Like Paul said, it was. I, I, I don't get Cody's whole thing about this is like a horror movie. Like I, th I can't imagine being like offended and horrified by this. It's just like it's because sure. I think it's because he's allergic to cats. Oh, that's fair. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Chance, did you already? Know. Yes, you already did talk about this. I did yeah. talk about this. Yes. Okay. Uh, I just had a breakdown <laughs> there. Uh, Mark or Nazar, you already talked, right? Everyone yes. Yes. yes you did. I you did. said <laughs> you really are. Quick thing, Paul, you're saying this is your second least favorite Ghibli movie. I'd like to remind you that Goro Miyazaki has made three Ghibli movies. So Yeah, from up on Poppy Hill, fucking rips. What are you talking about? No, we'll get to that. What's your least favorite? Is it Ponyo? No, no, no. Anyway, uh, we're not going to get into the whole thing. No, we're not going to get into the whole thing. Slander is allowed. Ponyo. The thing about Ponyo is Ponyo loves ham. People forget that. But um, sorry, Mark, go to your 36. <laughs> She's a character in the movie. Uh, I'd be surprised when I'm talking about this now. My 36 is How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, yikes, but for this one. Okay. Later. Well, I think for Nazario, it's later. Okay, for later. Okay. Uh, and my number 35 is Chicken Run. Yikes, for later. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> right. Let's see if this one gets nice. You're ruining my, my list, guys. <laughs> my 34 is The Simpsons movie. Yeah, I kind of figured uh yeah man um like uh start off by saying like i fucking love the simpsons the simpsons is like my favorite show ever like i grew up on it as a kid me and my brothers live on simpsons quotes uh, it's the only way we know no only way we know how to speak and honestly when this movie first came out i i honestly did didn't really like it the first time and it's honestly just kind of grown on me more and more like as i get older and it's one that I think kind of going back, it kind of in 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 a time when I think The Simpsons is, is very much lost its sting and kind of a lot of its luster. Like this one feels like a return to form in a lot of ways. It just kind of feels like like kind of old 90s classic Simpsons in a lot of respects, especially I think with the way they handle Homer as a character, because when Simpsons was really at its best. They treated him kind of as like, yeah, he's kind of a drunk. Yeah, he's very irresponsible. Like, yeah, he could be very selfish at times. But, you know, whenever it came to like his family, like he would go to the fucking ends of the earth to, to make it OK. And it's what I think makes him like such an interesting and cool character to watch. And aside from that, you know, he's, he's just fucking hilarious. I mean, but but yeah, I. The Simpsons movie is one that, that's kind of grown on me, and I, I suspect, like, as I get older, maybe jumps a little bit. I Not only for my love of The Simpsons in general, but just because I think this movie just kind of shines a light on what is already just a bright legacy. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I am also a fan of The Simpsons. Uh, I did not... When I was growing up, I did not watch The Simpsons because that was the lesser Simpsons. Uh, but when I was like 13, 14, I got like all the season four, season five, season six, season seven, season eight, uh, and then later season three, um, and just watched through all of those. And I love The Simpsons. Uh, and Simpsons movie is very much a return to form to those Simpsons. Uh, it, it has a lot of really funny moments. I think one of my favorite jokes, maybe my favorite joke in that movie is uh, Green Day performing. Okay, we've been playing for three hours and now we want to take a minute to say something about the environment. And they all just go, preachy. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I, I think the film uh, gets very clever at points. It still has a few uh, jokes that uh, feel a little bit more like New Simpsons, uh, not quite as classic. Uh, like Spider Pig got old fast, uh, but overall the film's real fun. Uh, and you know, I we can't go this long without me mentioning. I gotta mention your villain of the movie, Albert Brooks. He's in it. Uh, I wish they would have done what they were originally going to do and get Hank Scorpio. Yeah, back. make Hank Scorpio. That, that would have been yeah, fucking awesome. That would have been, been better, but I don't care. Albert Brooks is Albert Brooks. If, if fucking Hank Scorpion was the villain, this movie would be a lot fucking higher. We wouldn't be talking about this now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, that is fair. Uh, shout out to Stephen King for ripping off this movie. Uh, but everyone else, thoughts on The Simpsons movie? Hey, we got one good season of television out of that. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay, now we're talking about that. Uh, Paul, you can go first, buddy. Uh, yeah, so I actually like broke the DVD when I, this first came out because I watched it so many times, like consecutively over and over again. I was like obsessed with this movie, and I think I burnt myself out on it for a couple of years, where I was like, I just like I could quote the entire movie line for line, and I was like, this is just too much. Um, but I've come back to it recently. And I do, I do really like this movie a lot. It was honestly pretty close to making my list. Um, a lot of the bits, I mean, some of the bits are so dumb, but like when he puts the like bug zapper in the lake to like catch the fish, like that's like just fucking cracks me up. Like it's stupid shit like that. The, the I'm a wiener joke at the end, which is so dumb, but like I just like laugh every time. Um, the Tom Hanks cameo is also amazing. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's a hilarious movie. It, it just like missed my list a little bit. I think I might have underserved comedy a little bit when making this list. I kind of wish I would have put a, a couple more comedic movies in there. Um, but this is a great pick by Mark, and yeah, totally endorse it. It's it's the fucking best. I kind of wish I saw the movie you guys watch. Because uh, I've been a big Simpsons fan. So I watched since 1989. Like, I watched seasons as they came out. And at some point in the early 2000s, I was I was like, yeah, this is not working. But I want to keep watching, you know, because you got to be loyal. And I also thought, how long can this shit go on for? That, 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 that's some real sunk cost. <laughs> Apparently <out>. forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the movie didn't work for me. Honestly, it did, did do a homework a little better than other, other things, but... I think they kind of bumbled in the idea of March finally deciding, like, you know what, this is enough. But then, like, taking it back a couple of minutes later, that weakened the overall movie for me. And at, at the end of season 30, I finally quit. So I haven't seen it for two years. Good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to Simpsons Anonymous. We appreciate it. <laughs> I was an addict for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, no, I, I've seen this movie too. This is my first major encounter with The Simpsons. I don't know what it was. I didn't watch the show. But for some reason, I was just like very compelled. Like, I want to see this, The Simpsons movie in theaters. So, like, my aunt took me a bunch of, a bunch of my cousins. We all went. It was, it was, it was funny. And I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if that's being a novice to the whole concept, but I really enjoyed it. Even watching it later. Yeah. it's. I think it's still funny. I think it still holds up. One of my favorite bits of this movie is the uh, epiphany scene where it's like, okay, I got to come to a great realization. Uh, bananas are full of potassium. Smack. American <laughs> soccer. I don't know why. I just see it cracks me up every time. But no, yeah. Uh, this was if this was like top like fifty to sixty, it might have made my list. Uh, but I, I don't hate it. Big. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best uh, jokes is the town just kind of turning into Mad Max. Is oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a good uh, pick. Uh, now I believe we that was Nazario. thirty-seven. Was that your 30? Yeah, that's his 34. He, he yeah. likes my other two, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> my 37 is the Prince of Egypt. Okay. This is a. I, I grew up Catholic. Like most people in Latin America, that's what you're taught when you grow up. And part of that is also watching a lot of religious movies. And I had. But at this point in my life, watch Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments <laughs> several times. Oh my God. And, it's like four and a half oh, hours. No, I, I mean, it, it was, it was that, heavy. That, that should cost you child abuse. Yes. <laughs> that, there, there was others in heavy rotation. Uh, but honestly, it wasn't until this version that I actually finally got like what the message of the thing is. Because people tend to focus on the wrong thing, people tend to focus on the plates. Uh, because it's the visually more appealing part of the story, I guess. But since they decided to do the most effective thing with that is just make it one song, show the plagues, move on. Uh, I they could actually develop a little more detail on the on the history around it. And honestly, I believe to this day that this is probably the best version of the Moses story shown. That is my opinion. Not your libre. Don't at me. <laughs> Not your libre. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, uh, y'all are disrespecting <laughs> gods and kings over here. <laughs> I uh, honestly believe that that was, uh, since that was like the second movie made by DreamWorks Animation, I was like, okay, these people have yeah. something. Let's go. But yeah. yeah, that was quickly, quickly convinced otherwise. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah Prince of Egypt, this was one of those ones that uh, I was, I'm also from uh, Christian background, so they, when they didn't have anything for Sunday school, ah, put this one on. It's either we've shown them Veggie Tales twenty times, so this one, uh, and uh, so that's kind of what I associated this movie with. But then I revisited it uh, about about a year or so now, um, and the film's fantastic. The film just looks beautiful. The opening "Deliver Us" number is incredible. Uh, really haunting, uh, both in visuals and in music. I think that's the best song from the movie, not the one that actually won the Oscar, when you believe. Uh, uh, Deliver Us is fantastic. Um, and I think this movie really gets right the dynamic between uh, Moses and Ramses. Because I think that's like one of the, for this type of story, that's like the most important thing. And they get it exactly right here they make ramses a really compelling villain 
and his dynamic with Moses. I think uh, Kilmer's a fantastic Moses, and uh, Fines is great. Uh, and I love, I love the whole cast. <laughs> Actually, the only, the only song I would skip is the Martin uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin numbers. Uh, See, oh, a lot of people like that one. I don't mind it. I like playing with the big boys. I think it's fine. With, with, um, in the movie, I don't mind it, but honestly, I would never do it on some. Yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But yeah, this film is great. Everyone else, why? Why Why do you hate this movie? You know, it's funny. Actually, I, I saw like some talk about the plays on Twitter, so like I'm like, and it got stuck in my head, so I'm like, okay, I gotta watch this, and yeah, no, it's it's good, I, it's really good. Um, like there's all things, there's several things they do in the movie that I actually do like find quite interesting. Like I never noticed that all like the noble people in Egypt all worked by Brits, and all like the all the regular like all the Jewish people are all worked by Americans. They have like no accents. I think I thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> so at some point, some of the voices are a little distracting coming out of these Facebook. Yeah, that don't match. Sorry, Jeff Golden. This is you're a little too uh, a little too much for this movie. But uh, it's honestly a matter of like the things I like more than this movie. Zimmer score is great. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of things I like more. And also, we're forgetting the Superior Ten Commandments movie, the Christian Slater one that came out in 2007. Oh my God, Jesus. Uh, yeah, but uh, not as good as not as good as uh, Bambi with gore. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so honestly, I was just really late to this movie, and like by the time I saw this movie, I think I saw it for the first time like two years ago. I was already like just very familiar with the Book of Exodus and all that stuff, so I think it was just a bit familiar. And I think the music's pretty good, but I think overall the movie just never really wowed me, and it always felt like um, as soon as it was getting to like a really interesting idea, it would sort of pivot away from it. I think um, so. I don't. Know, I think just in general, like it's a movie that I think is pretty solid, um, and I wouldn't begrudge anyone for having it. But just for me, it's 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 never. I don't think ever really going to be a big favorite of mine. Uh, yeah, uh, I am Mexican, so I'm contractually obligated to be Catholic. Uh, that being Anasa. said, I have not, I did not watch this movie until you know a couple of years ago, and I kind of agree with Paul. Like, I just the story is just really familiar, and uh, like I just like I know the story between. And it's like the point, but like it's yeah. that, there's not much to it. I mean, like, I, I, yeah. make you watch the Ten Commandments while you were kid. No, because they weren't mean to me. <laughs> Which one? Sorry, there's two. There's two versions. The color remake. The <laughs> all adaptations of a Christmas Carol. So familiar. Yes. My parents would not. But my parents, my grandparents would not. They didn't. Make me, they didn't make me sit through. Listen, that. if this was with Muppets, <laughs> Bowman, then we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Book of Exodus with Muppets, and we'll talk. <laughs> I would. I would want Muppets. <laughs> Mark, did you have more to say? I feel like we kind of. Uh, not really. Like uh, okay. all really hit on head. That's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, so we'll get over to Nazario's 36. My number 36 is Disney's Tangled. Okay. I feel this movie is really underrated. Uh, for some reason, it got kind of lost in the mix. It's what I consider to be the, 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 the start of the new era of Disney. The, when they finally like decided to embrace the CG and actually put an effort yeah, I know. Uh, to make an effort with it, it's uh, super underrated. The music is beautiful in this one. The, I still love the the song when she puts up the light in the the flying lights from the lake with Sakara Levi. It's funny. It's touching. The Mother Gothel character. It's very also underrated. She's definitely the villain of the piece, and yet 
even though she did something very cruel and very selfish, it's not like she didn't have, she didn't care for Rapunzel. Uh, I do not like that they changed the name. Originally, it was going to be Rapunzel, but because DreamWorks was doing DreamWorks stuff and taking people around, uh, away, they decided to make it cooler, change the name, and make one of those posters with the, the eyebrow eyes when they're tangling the hair, and it was just like, okay. Um, I was very glad when I saw the movie, and it wasn't that. But I do think this is like at the beginning of the second renaissance, because if you see the streak of movies they started making, starting with Tangled, then they did Frozen, and nobody remembers Rapunzel. They're, they thought like, okay, so Frozen. She was even Frozen. in Frozen, and they don't remember. Yeah, she was there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like yeah, they kicked it up with this, and then they picked up with Wrecked Ralph and Frozen, and Big Hero Six, Utopia. They just kept going, and and they have been on a good streak so far. But yeah, for some reason, Tangle always I feel like gets lost in the mix, and I think it needs cred because it was it was what brought it back for me. Even more than you know the prince and the frog that was before. Yeah, uh, Tangled's great. Uh, so you all are uh, gonna have some explaining to do. Uh, but Tangled is uh, fantastic. Uh, I'll I'll admit when I first saw I I saw Tangled at like exactly the right age. I was ten when the movie came out, uh, and uh, I first saw it, I loved it, and then. I kind of fell off it and thought it was meh. And then I revisited it recently. Film's just fantastic. Uh, maybe maybe the best Disney couple, like Disney animated, I would say. Uh, there, there's there's competition, but I think in terms of both of them being a great really list. excellent, I, I think... At, at the very least, the most like we're both. Well, Oliver most. and company are both pretty a pretty great couple. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the best uh, Disney horse. But yeah, the Flynn Rider and uh, Rapunzel are just fantastic characters. Um, we have a lot of great scenes. There's a lot of fun comedy with this. Maximus is one of the most underrated side characters in the history of Disney. The way they creatively use him animation style is great. Like. He, he, how you do physical comedy with a horse? I that seems like big and clunky, but they they find a way to really make it funny. Uh, the slapstick in the film is great, but the actual story is really interesting and a really fascinating take on the the Rapunzel tale. Uh, Mother Gothel is a great villain. Mother knows best is an underrated villain song. Whole soundtrack's great. Uh, I see the light. Fantastic. And that whole sequence just looks beautiful. So, yeah, um, I'll, I want to start with Mark. Mark, uh, if this were based on a TV show, uh, would you like it more? You started with me. Like, <laughs> like, I, I mean, because I have I mean, that one line to start with. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I saw this movie a while ago. Um, probably back in like 2014 after, you know, uh, I heard people talk about it a bunch. I watched it and I really liked it. And, um, I haven't gone back and seen it since, you know, I just, it, it's just one of those that, you know, you, I just kind of liked and it just didn't quite stick with me and I've been meaning to rewatch it, but I just, I mean, just don't have much of a desire to. It's just kind well, of cat returns really screams out to you. Okay. Transformers the movie, but don't yeah, forget that. Don't forget, forget that. Cat. Transformers. If Tangle, if in Tangle, she starts turning into a fucking cat, you you, you can put it on my fucking DVR. 
Um, I need to call Tom and Scully real quick. Mariah, literally, the character does turn into a cat. That's the funny part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul, chance. Uh, I mean, it's kind of wild. I think this is still the most expensive animated movie ever made, just because of yeah. partly how long it took and also just how much they, how much detail they went into with the CGI. Um, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I think part of it is just I don't have a big attachment to it. I, I Again, I only saw this one like three or four years ago, I think, for the first time, so it doesn't have that personal level. But I think it definitely is one of the, the more elite, modern sort of Disney princess movies. I mean, this is probably one of the best Disney princess movies, period, I would say. Um, I don't love the middle half. I think the beginning and the end is super strong, but I don't love the kind of fun and games portion as much as the rest of it um so i it just barely missed for me like this yeah. you know i made it i made a list for the show i made like i put like 120 movies on it um this definitely is in the top half but um you know there's a lot of fucking animated movies i really love so it's just it's, yeah, it's a hard list three or four years ago you know uh it's it's not like you had any movies from 2020 oh chance <laughs> uh no yeah i mean this, this, this is a great movie i know qualm is angled uh i think just for me i wanted to highlight some other stuff that i really like a lot uh, trust me, I'll be getting my lip service to Disney. I, I will be getting enough lip service to Disney and Pixar in this in this series that I could afford to leave a few off because I just like no, I, no, not doing this. You're gonna put out some different stuff. So Fair yeah, Tangled, uh, great film, uh, great pick. I think this is a great spot for it. Fair enough. Uh, Thirty-five. My thirty-five is back to the scary movies for kids. I'm putting like us paranormal. Uh, yeah, for later. Okay. And 34, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 34 is Rango. Uh, that is a yikes, ladies and gentlemen. That's good. Yeah. Right, I guess it's okay. to me then. Yep. Um, now we right. we're going to go for the 33s all around. So, Paul, you're 33. I went with a really kind of, again, a lot of these are very underseen, so I went with another sort of indie hit that from a studio that had not really proven themselves at the time. Uh, my number 33 is uh, Toy Story. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. Big, big fucking yikes. Exactly, right. for the time. All right, Chance, uh, give us your 33. Uh, you know, it's better than uh, Tangled and, uh, you know, a bunch of other movies. Better than, not, not, not better. I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> Not better, just different one I wanted to highlight. My number 33 is The Yellow Submarine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Go so, ahead, yeah, it's just a of being both a massive Beatles fan and just, like, loving, like, weird, like, crazy, nonsensical animated movie. I think in terms of that, in terms of, like, weird nonsense, this does it better than, I think, any other animated movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's just, essentially, in this movie, if, if you haven't seen it, uh, it takes place in a world called Pe Pepperland, and uh, these evil blue meanies are coming in. They're zapping away all the music, throwing all people to stone. <laughs> and they, like the, the one survivor has to go get the Beatles to come save the day. Uh, it's again, this movie's fucking bizarre. It's crazy. A lot, of, a lot of it doesn't make sense. It's filled with tons of Beatles songs, which a Beatles fan like myself, I really love. Uh, I liked it a lot for the longest time. One night, I f I fired up one of Bob Marley paper flutes. Uh, and watching this, like, this is the fucking greatest movie I've ever made. Uh, so, yeah, this is a movie that is essentially, yes, it is crafted for drug use, uh, which, but I, I think that it stands on the test of time on so I think the animation is interesting. I love, I love the style of it. And, yeah, uh, it's a movie that is it's very much crafted for someone like me. So, I, I get it, it doesn't jive with anybody. I wish Cody was here because I would have loved to make him watch this movie, but, hey, you know, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm sure Bubba's going to give me a good ribbing for this one. 
Okay, Yellow Submarine. I like the Beatles. I'll start off that. I I love Whoa, the Beatles. Hot tech artist. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, Abbey Road is like what Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper and I love Help. Help is actually my favorite uh, album. Yellow Submarine <laughs> sucks. This from like the first. Five minutes of this movie. The second these blue meanies little bitches show up, (laughs) the second these guys show up, they, it's some of the most annoying voice acting I've ever heard in a movie. And I've seen Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, Like, whoa. What? The basketball coach guy? He's the best. (laughs) Fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's amazing. That's that's a different conversation. <laughs> but the blue meanies, it's some of like the worst voice acting I've ever heard. And then you get into the actual movie, which it's barely a movie. It's just a bunch of animated sequences happening, the Beatles songs, most of which weren't even made for the movie. So it's it's basically just an awful jukebox musical. And if I wanted to watch an awful jukebox musical with Beatles songs, I'd watch Across the Universe. Uh, you, you could you could watch Yesterday instead. Okay. <laughs> I I haven't seen Across the Universe. So Yesterday is very bad. Yesterday, uh, yesterday is worse. Yesterday is way worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. This and the animation is like I get it. The time, but the animation isn't even that good. Like, <laughs> like compared, look at what Disney's doing at the time. Um, <laughs> I do want, I do want the boatman high watch along to this. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this this film, quite, quite bad, did not have a good time whatsoever. I, dis- uh, I disagree, but okay. You disagree that I had a, <laughs> not a good time? I disagree you did this movie incorrectly for you. The, 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 you know, for you. you know. Okay, I, I know my that movie. I would have a panic attack on me. <laughs> That's fine. I get. I get. Again, not not for everybody, but I I really love you a lot. Anyway, Paul. Uh, yeah. So I this is another movie that I I just watched when I was a kid because my family loves the Beatles. Um, it was pretty wild. I do think this is like one of the most unvoteman movie animated movies ever because it is definitely made. I think for the high experience, like large in large part. Um, and I think that would probably change how you feel about the movie. Maybe not about the Blue Meanies. Um, but um, well, I mean. I, I, I just remember fragments to enjoy a movie. Wow, yeah, that must mean it's incredible. I remember. I just remember fragments of this movie, and I just remember it being pretty wild. But again, this is another one that I just, it just saw as a kid and haven't really had a reason to rewatch. Like I, I like the Beatles. I'm not like a huge, huge fan. The same way I think a lot of people are. Um, but you know, it's an. I think it's an interesting and bold, and I, I definitely respect a pick like this because it is like wild. I, I, I love this movie. I can't. Don't know what to say, man. Yeah. I, I, really I love it. Seen this film? I watched this movie when I was in my twenties. I still love the Beatles. This movie is fine. It's uh, definitely something you enjoy more if you're high. Yeah, probably makes sense. Doesn't you want a better really Beatles movie? Robert Zemeckis got your back, guys. That's all I'm saying. If you want a better Beatles? Movie. <laughs> still uh, though, it has the blue meaning. <laughs> the worst thing in this movie, but there, Mark. Mark, you uh, see this? 
I haven't had enough acid on hand to probably properly enjoy it. So Mushroom, mushrooms work too. We don't discriminate. Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. I uh, have a yellow submarine Lego set somewhere. Of course you do. They, they, yeah, they had that Lego set, which I want to buy. I'm looking around for it. It's great. Mark, you, you got something better? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll uh, give it a shot. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned my uh, weird-ass Ghibli takes. Uh, my 33 is the secret world of Arietti. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah um, kind of similar thing here. Like, I I was kind of, when I was burning through them, you know, I kind of came across this one. I, I, I got to be honest, when I kind of looked at the description and kind of the plot synopsis, I didn't really expect to be kind of taken with this movie. And I, I don't know. I kind of was like, there's just some... I, there was just something about the world that, you know, these tiny people that are living in houses and they're kind of living off, you know, the just regular humans just kind of taking things that like what they need to survive that, you know, we aren't going to notice. And how I, I think what kind of works really well here is I think kind of what um, I think several people brought up about a watership down in kind of this movie with this one, how little things kind of it become kind of these really deadly things like these little to these little people and i i'd found that aspect really interesting i found the relationship between you know um, the the main character and the boy like who's dying from a heart condition like really touching and really nice and i think on top of that after going back to it like this movie i think very understatedly just has one of the most evil people of any animated movie like I've ever seen with this fucking horrible maid who like just <laughs> wants to like he just wants to like expose that these little people exist and then murder them like I guess like I like I don't know what the reason why she's just kind of fucking doing it like she she's like the female version of Arthur Fleck like I don't get it she's like just one snap away from just turning on like on these like little people in all these houses Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my association with this movie, I never saw it in theaters, uh, but the, tr- the commercials and trailers played on Disney channel, like 24 seven, and they were marketing all out that this movie had, uh, Bridget Mendler and David Henry in it. Uh, so like, I, I never actually saw it at the time. And Moises Arias too. And Moises Arias. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Then I I watched it, and hey, I just got flashbacks to uh, a film that I saw when I was much younger, uh, the John Goodman film, The Borrowers, Borrowers, uh, which I had completely erased from my memory, because it's the same story, just completely different uh, style and location, uh, but same basic story. Uh, but this this movie was really nice. This was a nice, sweet little movie, uh, and the the way that you're absolutely right, like they really do all that they can with the being at that uh, size angle. I think they take a lot of really creative angles with it. That made is a bitch, uh, and I think the one thing I didn't love is I I didn't love the character of uh, the the kid with the heart condition. I thought he, I don't know if it was the voice acting or, or what it was, but something just, I didn't really care about him, but I loved it, Mendler's Arietti. 
thought Arietti was a really engaging character. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall solid film. 33 is about the right spot for this. Everyone else on the secret world of Arietti. Uh, this is the, one of the two Ghiblis I haven't seen. Honestly, it just never really interested me that much. Like, I'm, I will watch it eventually, because obviously I will. Um, but just for whatever reason, ever grab... I mean, it's the trailer is on every goddamn Ghibli, Ghibli Blu-ray. Like, I swear, it's always the trailer in front of their other movies. Because uh, they're like, guys, somebody has to watch this. We made it, right? Like, someone's got to watch it. Um, but no, it's, it seems kind of... It reminds me... I don't, know about it, I don't know if anybody read this series of books called Fablehaven as a kid. Um, but it definitely reminded me a lot of some of the stuff in those books. But anyway, yeah. I, I just haven't seen Shit, it. Shit, Shit, mark this day. I've seen a Ghibli movie that Paul hasn't. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is one I have seen. I, I did see it in theater in 2010. I was, I was a school field trip to watch it. I uh, haven't seen it since, but I remember really enjoying it. I did like, I did get the flashbacks of the Borrowers uh, movie with John Goodman. Then I realized, oh, they're both adapted from the same book. So makes makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember enjoying it, but called uh, Ari I haven't Eddie seen John it Goodman since 2010. Again? There's a character called Arietti in the John Goodman movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Nazarian? It's better than the John Goodman movie. I like the John Goodman movie too. And yeah, it's uh, very interesting that the comparison to Watership Down because he mentioned that like changing the point of view of things really changes what things mean, and it's true. Uh, I remember I I was watching I, I watched this movie kind of by accident because it was during a period of my my life that I was trying like focusing on the Miyazaki ones, and I saw this one without knowing it was from a different director. But I kind of appreciate that I that I did because I really like it. Uh, it's it's a simple story. It's not uh, in, it's not grand in the scheme of things, but the relationship that is formed between uh, Rieria, the borrowers, and uh, and the kid in the house is is actually pretty sweet. I I really like this movie. I don't love it, but I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah, I do. I say looking it up. I I really want to find the UK dub of this movie. Because that featured Sir Sharon, oh, yeah. Tom Holland, Olivia Coleman, and Mark Strong. That's actually pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was March 33, so we're going to Mario for your 33. Uh, my number 33 is Pixar's Inside Out. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Big, big fucking yikes, yeah. Okay. Paul? Okay. I actually don't think this would be yikes, and that would be a shame. I'm ready to defend this movie. I know at least one panelist will have some takes. Um, my number 32 is Hercules. <laughs> Uh, this has always been one of my favorite Disney movies. I really love especially the two main characters. I think Meg especially is one of my favorite Disney characters. I think she's really fascinating. The way they set up um, her past relationships and how that's made her this jaded, cynical person and the way that Herc comes into her life. And um, he doesn't fit in his own life, right? Like he, he when he's with, with his adopted parents, um, he's really clumsy and he doesn't really fit into the normal human world. And I think like him finding his place is this really beautiful moment. Um, I think I won't say him in love is like one of my favorite Disney songs bar none. I think that song is absolutely fucking incredible. Um, I think the side characters too are like really funny and engaging. I think this movie just has all the little pieces. I really, I love Pegasus so much, like, um, but especially Meg and Herc, I think Herc is a character that I think some people sort of don't appreciate as much as I think maybe they should. Um, because I think he, as much as he's born the son of a god, right, um, he still is an outsider and he's a social outcast. And he's trying to find um, where he find, finds meaning in life. And I think some of the like modern references when he gets all the sports sponsorship deals are really funny to me personally, especially. Um, this has been always been one of my favorite Disney movies. I think it's really funny and heartfelt. And it just has so many different levels. Um, I don't think the animation is like amazing. Um, but um, Hercules is a movie I, I definitely love a lot um, and is, is my personal favorite Um of uh, of their of their their pairing as directors, so yeah. Yeah. Um. Whoa. Wait. What did you just say? Yeah. 
What? No, what did you say? It's my favorite. It's my favorite movie they directed together. I think I like it more than, it's yeah, more than, uh, than, more than, than 100%. 100%. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so we know all the things that are not on your list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That shouldn't be surprising to anybody if they know. Still, still, that's, that's a bit of a yikes. Um, anyway. Uh, Hercules was a movie for the longest time I thought was very overrated. For the longest time, kind of did not like Hercules. Uh, and on most recent rewatch, I really went in with, with an open mind as much as I could. Uh, and yeah, I think there are very there are aspects of this movie that very much did not resonate with me. Uh, that I think it was to the point that I was kind of unfair to this movie because uh, I related to the Herc at the beginning of the movie, not the Herc at the middle and end of the movie as a kid. So <laughs> I think that's why I, for the longest time I was very unfair to this movie. Uh, but now I actually really like it. Uh, I think Hades is one of the funniest Disney villains. Maybe the funniest Disney villain. Uh, come on, we cash, we smooth as we go home. Come on. Uh, and come on, he's a guy. That's great. Meg is one of the best Disney characters. I love Meg. Because um, she just has such a... The, her complex relationship with like her past and why that kind of... It does prevent her from want to, wanting to fall in love again and how she is kind of protecting her heart and protecting herself... I think is really interesting and fascinating and her dynamic with Hades is really great. Uh, side characters are all very fun. Uh, the the animation style is very different and I, it also takes a little bit to get used to, uh, but it, I really like it now. And the songs, I like just about all of them except for A Star Is Born. Uh, I think that ending, not, that ending song's not great. I like just about everything else. Uh, everyone else thoughts on Hercules. And I'll go first because I, I think that whole dig on that. Like someone has tanks that was targeted at me. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not super huge in this film. I think it's I think it's okay. Uh, the only thing like I really, really do love about this film is uh, for some reason I, I love go, I'll go the distance. Like that that's an absolute earworm. That's uh, the and, one. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, Hades. I, I think I think Hades is like genuinely funny. Um, but yeah, ultimately I find I find Hercules just boring he's like he's there like we, we, we've seen this gym a million times same thing with egg like she'll smell just a couple like a couple lines and a sneer um i think yeah the coming with the, the animation style like the, the animator who did this was uh, it's, it's scarfe he's the same guy who did pink floyd's the wall and i i love his work i don't think it's really put to good use here i don't think he, i think he's kind of like like hamstrung by the by disney i just don't i don't think he's a good fit for this film um, but yeah, no, this movie, this movie I think is, I don't think it's awful. I just think it's like, it's fine. Also the Paul Schaefer stuff, the fact that they had Paul Schaefer basically playing himself as Hermes is fucking hilarious and only could happen in 1997. No That's, other time in history. Could no, no other year. <laughs> no other year. You see that, that probably would have been very funny if I actually had an association with who Paul Schaefer was. I he know was, the uh, name. Who was wow. David He's the guy on Letterman. Uh, Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not. I did not grow up on Letterman, uh, obviously. Uh, He's Mark, definitely a Jay Leno guy. 
<laughs> this movie. I mean, I know who Letterman is. I just never watched. I, I still feel this movie is super overrated. I don't know. There's like a generational gap thing where everybody seems to like love this movie for some reason. It's a uh, is Me is Megara an underrated female character in this universe? Yes, she is. Is James Wood one of the best villains? Yes, he definitely is. Hades is amazing. And in but real life. The story itself, <laughs> the story itself, though, it just doesn't work for me. I have mentioned this before and getting some shit for it, but I don't care. I do not think the movie justified itself in changing the origin of Hercules. Like, I don't mind if you're going to change the Greek, Greek mythology if you make a movie that is so good that it covers her up. But one of the most intriguing parts for me with Hercules is that he's half man, half God. They just decided that it was too not PG enough to have Zeus be in love with a human woman or, or just, you know, have sex with her. Instead, they decided that it's the son of the gods who drank all the poison except for the one drop, and that made him part human. I don't like it. It took me out from the movie from the get-go, and it just never got me back. Favorite we joke, though, is when they release the Titans, and they're like, Zeus walking in one direction. Hey, this is like, hey, Olympus is that way. Best joke in the movie. Yeah, that was funny. Is that um, the best joke in the movie? I don't know about that, but I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I like this movie. I I do honestly do like this movie quite a bit. Um, it was it was a tougher cut than I thought it would be. Um, I don't know if I read Nazari. It's just, I, I do find it funny. Like this movie just kind of came out in a period where people just kind of stopped giving a shit about Disney for for whatever reason after they had kind of a hot streak, but. No, Hunchback um, kind of killed it, I think, in terms of. Hunchback no, didn't no. help. I mean, Mulan it's and Tarzan no. are and Tarzan are both like big hits. I don't know what you guys. Talk yeah, about. that's true. I mean, but yeah, I, I I do it. Yeah, it was a tough cut. Thanks, well, thanks, for calling. Okay, uh, so uh, now we uh, get to the thirty ones, Paul. No, we're we're no, no we're not, that was no, my thirty two. <laughs> that was right, my thirty two. Still thirty two. Chance, yeah, it doesn't matter. I think my 32 is still Yikes for Later. It's How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, that's all right. Nazar, is that a Yikes for you or no? Which one? How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Yeah, on a later episode, right? Wasn't that 33 for somebody? Yeah, yeah, but Chance just had it, so yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's Yikes for Later. Mark, or yeah, still, yeah. No, Mark's 32. Okay, I'd be shocked if we're talking about this now. Beauty and the Beast. Actually, Yikes, that is my next pick. Six, 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 six. Oh, yes. Yeah, and oh, sorry, okay. you're 32. Right. Uh, my 32. Tim Burton, everybody. Frank and Wiggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. This movie, uh, the first time I saw it, I actually was kind of disappointed, which is surprising. It had all the elements I wanted. It was a gothic film by Tim Burton, who made a, finally an animated movie all by himself. He kind of got a co-director when he tried to direct in 2005, and he didn't even direct at all. He was busy doing Batman when the 93 one came out. But this one is all him. It's also a remake of a short film he did for Disney in the 80s, which is kind of what at the beginning kind of ruined it a bit for me because I loved that short film. I grew up on it, and that was like 35 minutes. This movie, it's a feature length, so he obviously had to add stuff to it. I just, on my original watch, I felt like the stuff he added wasn't worth the extra time. I love the models, I love the art, I loved everything, but that extra time didn't feel justified. When I rewatched it later, I realized I was wrong. 
because those are the elements that actually reach out to more people. Like those are the, the little extra characters, the extra animals that he brings to the story to make it more a, uh, like a compelling uh, school kids adventure is what gets people like my kid to be interested in, in, in make it work. I love the fact that he did it in black and white because I, I'm, I'm sure that was not an easy sell on Disney in 2011 to make a kid's movie in, in black and white. Uh, the design of Spark is beautiful. He basically looks like the animated version of the dog from the, the short, and it's just lovely. I love the, the in, all the classic monster in-jokes that he drops in the middle of the movie, like Penelope, which is the dog that becomes kind of like Sparky's little girl. How, how she gets the streaks on her hair is kind of brilliant. I love that he brought back on a writer. Martin Landa was the teacher, has the, the scene that steals it for me, which is when he goes to the to the meeting at the school trying to defend what he was doing with science and calls everybody a dumbass. It's it's kind of insanely brilliant. And the, the final part, which I didn't like that much at the beginning, ended up being one of my favorite things, when they do the resurrection of the pets and they are all callbacks to all scary movies. It's like, you know what? You got me. Fucking got me. It's, a, it's probably the best animated movie he directed. And I think it's a, it's a great movie. No, yeah. Like, I like the first, like, hour of this movie. But the movie gets great when you get into all the classic monster callbacks. Uh, this this movie's super fun. Uh, it's very... I can see why it didn't do super well at the time, I don't think. Just because... It is. It's a anime stop motion homage to classic monster movies, uh, and that isn't necessarily going to sell. But I love it. Uh, it is. It is a love letter to the Universal era of monster movies, and it, it's super fun. Uh, it's got the Tim Burton Halloween creepiness, uh, but I do. I really like just the the character of Victor, and they make Sparky super likable. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of great visual jokes uh, that came in at the end there uh, with the with the giant monsters and laying out is super fun too. So yeah, I really like Frank and Weenie. Uh, this is this is top tier Tim Burton for me. I, I really enjoy this one. I will say it is not the best Halloween stop motion animated movie of 2012. I agree. Uh, I'll just get this out of the way quick. Um, this is one of the two Tim Burton movies I've never seen, um, which is why I took my headphones off during a lot of the discussion. I, I kind of want to watch it fresh. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I know a lot of people, I know Zach especially, like loves, loves this movie um, a lot, as well as Nazario. Um, so I do want to see it at some point. Um, just for whatever reason, I missed it back in 2012 and just have not gotten around to it, really. Um, I probably should have watched it for this list, honestly. I have a feeling it could have at least been in contention for me because it seems like it's playing a lot of ideas that I really like. Um, but yeah, never seen it. I think 2012 was like arguably of the 2010 the best year for animated movies. Like there's a lot of strong films came out that year. The fact that I gave it the Oscar to Brave is puzzling. Um, but oh yeah, Frank and Weenie is, is uh, I think one of the standout things. The film's great. Uh, I do have a different Halloween themed movie, which I think I already X earlier. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is a great pick. Uh, yeah, not the not the biggest Tim Burton fan, so yeah, I've not seen it. That's true. Shocker. Shocker. I'm sorry. Um, we will get to uh, Pulse 31. All right. This is a movie I kind of wish I put higher. Um, it's a movie I like watch all the time. Uh, it's from one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. It's his first ever movie. Um, number 31 is Hayao Miyazaki's directorial debut. The 
Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Um, so this is like an animated heist movie in in reality. That's kind of really the premise of the movie, and um, follows this con man. Um, he's got a you know he runs into this princess, um, and he has to try and rescue her from this crazy baron who's living in Cagliostro, which is this weird island kind of country unto itself. Um, and I just think it's so fun and free-flowing. I love the character of Lupin. I've seen him in many forms in anime, and, and um, I actually do want to watch the French Netflix um, series they have in uh, live action with him. Um, but I think it's such a fun... Um, it's just a, a, an awesome movie that's, like, so my kind of crime animated kind of goofy heist movie where, like, you know, the physics are kind of weird and sometimes the, the uh, people don't react in the kind of ways that you would expect. He's um, got a great dynamic with him and the inspector, Inspector Zanagata. I love their back and forth. Um, and I love how it imbues some of, you know, the classic Lupin mythology, but in a way that's not, like, off-putting and you don't really have to know any of this other stuff to dive into this. I, th I just think it's a super fun, super rewatchable movie, too, I think. Like, um, it's one I, I find myself wanting to revisit a lot. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of slight. It's not like God doesn't have great big themes and it's not this crazy big world. Um, but I just think it's such a blast. And this is a movie like I rewatch constantly. Um, and I, I'd recommend it to anybody. It's on Netflix. Like it's just super fun. And it's not really like a lot of the other later Miyazaki's. It's very much him in more kind of the pop sensibility lane. Uh, but this movie like fucking rules. And I love Lupin as a character. He's super fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just reiterate that. I love the character of Lupin. Lupin is such a great main character, uh, super fun. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of great sequences in this film. The chase scene uh, towards the beginning of the movie uh, oh. with in the, the cars after the princess, super well done, super creative, great looking. Uh, and then I love the dynamic between Lupin and this investigator that is after him. And uh, the way that kind of their relationship shifts a little bit at a point in the movie is fantastic. Oh, I got it. One, sorry. One thing I want to put the, the scene where they like, where he's being interviewed and he's like standing in front of the counterfeit money. He's like, Oh, I wonder what this could possibly be. And he turns around and it's like this very obviously staged thing. All the stuff with the yeah. news cameras is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. Super fun. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is I don't know if I really agree with the heist Descriptive, I mean, not like literally. I mean, yeah. it kind of is like I was. I was when you said like this was kind of an animated heist movie, uh, and maybe that's my fault for seeing that review beforehand. Uh, which but I, I just happened to see it. Um, uh, I was a little disappointed that it didn't quite. I liked a lot of the side characters, but it felt like they were kind of pushed to the side and they didn't quite get as much to do. And I didn't love the last uh, 10, 15 minutes of the movie uh, specifically with how they defeat the villain. That was, that felt a little anticlimactic. The whole thing, I was, the, the whole ending just kind of felt a little bit anticlimactic to me. Uh, I kind of wanted something a little bit more fun with everybody getting involved. Uh, but I still did really enjoy myself for the most part, and Lupin was a great character. And well, seen uh, Lupin the Third, Castle Cagliostro. Ironically, the only Lupin thing I've ever seen is the Netflix series. <laughs> so no. I saw this movie when I saw Ghostbusters two in 1989, and I don't remember most of it. Mark, you seen this? Uh, saw a lot of Lupin stuff on like Adult Swim and Toonami, and uh. Haven't checked this one out. I probably will. Like it sounds, it sounds neat. It just, yeah, it's just fun. 
No go to chance. Thirty-one. I think mine was already yikes for later. At the end of this. Right. We will go to Mark's thirty-one. Alrighty. Well, I'm sure this would definitely be yikes. That's uh, Ducktales the movie, Treasure of the Lost Land. <laughs> Wait, Legend of the Lost Land. Oh, Legend of the Lost. Treasure. Ho ho makes the banners. Big red right. Taylor guy, huh? Oh, I'm pretty sure he's wrong. Well, anyway, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, oh, thank you, Coho. That's very nice of you. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mentioned I have two way older brothers, and like a, another show they really liked was uh, DuckTales, and that 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 was one that, that was one that kind of transferred over, like also for me, like uh, just because I I really like the show and like the movie, like it. Like, I will say, like, like this is kind of one of those movies, at least for me, growing up. Like, I, I always had, like, a stack of, like, VHS tapes I watched all the fucking time. And DuckTales was one of those movies I watched. I've probably seen this movie, like, 200 fucking times when, like, I was, like, five years old. Like, just killed that cassette tape. And it's just, it, it is the show just in a 80-minute format where it's just, it's really wild, it's really crazy, it, it, it's really fun. I, at times, like, it's it's really in, it's really inventive, and it's not afraid to be, like, super out there and kind of mystical and stuff. And, 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 and yeah, like, it's it's one that's been with me for a while. And you know what? You, I, I think I've kind of backdoored this to a lot of, like, really weird villains. But you know what? When you get, Chris, when you get Christopher Lloyd to play... An old dark wizard. I mean, how wrong can you go? Christopher Lloyd is not the problem with this movie, Mark. I wanted to drop pick Rip Taylor into a pile of leaves that were on fire. (laughs) The genie is so annoying, and I'm glad Clements and Buster didn't take notes. Uh, when they were that, or maybe they did and said, don't do this. Um, yeah, I hated the genie so much. I will I will get put this disclaimer out there. I have never seen an episode of the original DuckTales show. So it, it was very, it was before my time a little bit. Um, it does seem like your kind of thing, though. It does. I never watched it plus. I'm not saying I, I I've never watched the original DuckTales show. I did watch a little bit of the reboot, and I actually do really like the reboot. Uh, but I this maybe that's the problem is I went into this movie without really any association with this DuckTales. Uh, so I was a little annoyed with I, I was annoyed with the genie. I didn't really care about like I think with this. There's no real differentiate differentiation between Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, they're just kind of all there. And well, that was yeah, that was the sh- that was the show. Yeah. Okay, well, they do it in the movie, so it's bad. Yeah. I'm so, just because it's bad in the show doesn't mean it's not bad in the movie. I'm not defending. Um, I'm just saying, like that's how it was in the show. Okay, and that's how it was for like for decades. Before the show came, then maybe the show didn't need a movie. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I find this one to be, I found it to be very, oh, average for everything else, and the genie was just so annoying. I hated everything involving the genie, uh, so that kind of killed the movie. Christopher White's fine, 
he's he's doing hacker from cyber chase it's the same same voice same attitude it's hacker from cyber chase <laughs> damn first, first cyber that, chase check on this show <laughs> i would say that the best thing that they did with the reboot was make louis kind of like <laughs> kind of evil, I guess. I don't know. It's not yeah, really kind of an asshole. It's great. Yeah, uh, this movie, this movie is not, not great. As a fan of the original show, who watched it when it was intended, at the end of the '80s and in the early '90s, I would say if you want to watch a Ducktales movie that actually works, it's watch The Treasure of the Lost Lamp. I don't know. Uh, no, wait. Uh, the Treasure of the Golden Sun. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was well, like, yeah, right. Treasure, the Lost Lamp. The Treasure of the Golden Suns. I don't know if well, it this was is the Legend of the Lost Lamp. They're different. I, I don't know if it was this, done the same in the United States, but I got it on a VHS tape as a movie, The Treasure of the Golden Suns, which was the introductory thing, why Donald lifts the kids with Scrooge, how he starts their relationship. It's great. Uh, I think they then chopped it and made it like uh, first five episodes of season one or something like that, but it, it really works as a, as a package. So... I'd say look for that. Look for the Treasure of the Golden Suns. It's the superior movie from the original Doctor series. And yes, I'm only know Nazario right. I'm only you know right now Nazario. I'm not doing that. Uh, you should look. I, I will give this movie this. It cannot possibly be the worst movie featuring a genie that's animated because I've seen Return of Jafar, which is a fucking abomination on the eyes, the ears, and the soul. Um, but this movie, I've actually, um, I've never seen this. Um, I've seen some Ducktales here and there kind of when it was rebroadcasted on tv but it just was never something that i really followed i also would always just get confused because i used to have that mickey christmas anthology thing and i would always think that the the donald's nep like nephews are like the same thing and i was like that's not the ducktales and it was like a whole thing but i've never seen this um, i don't really have a strong desire to honestly it seems like it's fine um i mean this is like your 31st favorite anime movie of all time is kind of wild to me like that's kind of insane um <laughs> you want to remind us what your 32 is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I don't know why you bring it up. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, a lot better if, than Beauty and the Beast, Mark. If, yeah. if I had it, it's yeah, just it's slightly better. better. It's just if Rick Taylor would have sang Be, Be Our Guest, this that would have been Mark's favorite movie. Oh, uh, yeah. For uh, for me, for me so personally, I, think, I find it to be like an inoffensive hour and 20 minutes. I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, I never had a drunk attack. I, I love I love show i really did like the original show for reasons i can't explain it, it, it was it's a weird relationship with me and ducktales um but yeah no the show i think the movie is inoffensive enough wouldn't even sniff my top 40 <laughs> uh and i do echo co-host said caleb's sentiments about uh, the genie he can be a little much at times at least from what i remember I haven't in years uh yeah uh so now we're at nazaria <laughs> The inmates are on the asylum. The right way. thing, Cody. The right yeah. thing. Yeah, I think we're gonna go home early today uh, because my 30, 31 is Makoto Shinkai. Is your name. Uh, that is a yikes. So, yeah, yep. We're done for the day, boys. An hour forty-six minute episode. I mean, I guess that's early for a Kirk episode. Uh, but yeah, we'll get out of here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but whoa, oh, Jesus Christ! Grades. We have to give out grades. Yep. Uh, oh last time I forgot about this. Oh, we don't, uh, we, we, we don't, we don't grade as a whole? What, we it, as by a individuals whole, and then as a whole. Individual grades week to week as well. Oh, uh, so, oh, well. in last place uh, with a C minus, C minus, 
and uh, that's the key of C minus. That's probably what the Beatles were singing in when they made Yellow Submarine because it's a chance. Uh, yeah, you had some good ones on here. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Get out of Train Your Dragon. Uh, but you also had Watership Down and Yellow Submarine, uh, which, much like a submarine, sank deep down and didn't really come back up. Uh, no defense, I think they'd be grading. In his defense, none of his good movies get talked about, basically. That is true. That is true. Nothing else got talked about. At the C minus level, right? Next, Mark with a C plus. Uh, he's Mark had some uh, fun ones on there. Peanuts movie is great. Uh, you got How to Train Your Dragon. You got the Simpsons movie. Got Beauty and the Beast in there. Really, the one thing that brought your your list down was Ducktales. That was the only thing on there. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing that. Or yeah, I. Because I didn't watch Transformers and I like Reese. Honestly, if you would have watched Transformers, you might have lost. Like, you might have lost. It's fucking wild to me. You you probably would have. Uh, so uh, the, then our our two top two were were quite close. Uh, but in second place, I am going with Nazario uh, with a B. Um, Nazario, I the thing that I think hurt Nazario most is that I have not yet watched your name. Because it's been yikes, so I was able to a little bit of time with it. So I might owe Nazario an, an apology when I do eventually watch your name. Uh, but I don't. There's one movie I'm not going to say what it is uh, that we have not talked about yet that I do not like that is on your list, uh, and you will find out what that is next oh, time. Um, and the winner, of course, tonight is Paul. Paul, uh, just I don't think he had anything bad on his list. He had like some ones that I just thought were okay, like Loving Vincent, but Paul didn't have anything even really remotely bad on his list. Uh, so that's really what won him the night, and uh, probably the best first time watches for this wave uh, that I had. So Paul wins tonight. Uh, so yeah, unless I'm forgetting anything else, I think that is it. So thank you to our panelists. Uh, thank you everyone for watching. Do you have a Jikes graphic or something? I I don't believe so. (laughs) Thanks for interrupting my intro. I'm sorry. Outro. Uh, Bye. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You're not going to intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You're hopeless. You're a hopeless mental case. You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. Normally, I would say Auf Wiedersehen. But since what Auf Wiedersehen actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again to you, sir, I say goodbye. <laughs>